Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The 11 to 1 Show. I don't believe this. There's no way that women are better at this than men. Absolutely not. And normally I'm very on the, you know, female girl power thing. I don't think this is accurate. I'm going to be talking about an interesting survey. But first, here's some music. Michael Jackson, Smooth Criminal, 11 to 1. On 11 to 1, Sinead Brazel here with you. You can get in touch, 086-1800-658. We're on a bit of a high in here today. The phone is buzzing there as the song is playing because LMFM has been shortlisted for not one, not two, not three, but five categories at this year's Emro Awards. And I want to say big congratulations to my colleagues. The Michael Reed Show is nominated in the Current Affairs Local category. Also, a documentary, Whatever Happened to Gertrude Page. Late Lunch Magazine Show is nominated. Jerry Kelly's also nominated for speech broadcaster and of course who could forget that radio moment of the year losing my boys to suicide all nominated this year so here's hoping in October we can come back with some nice awards for the mantelpiece here but I'm delighted and thrilled for all of my colleagues because look at it, it's hard. It's hard going up there competing against the bigger, the bigger stations, the national stations. There's such a huge amount of talent in radio and uh, it's very, very difficult to, to compete. But to get shortlisted is absolutely amazing. So best of luck to everybody in October. And uh, thank you, of course, to you for listening all the time because it's you that makes this job so amazing. Now, I did find a new survey and I don't know, normally I'm very on the sort of girl power thing. But I'm going to sort of maybe offend, I'm going to offend women this morning, I think. Yeah, yeah. I've, I found a new survey that says women are better at, at something than men. And it's definitely not the case for me. I'm hopeless at this. What is it? Well, apparently, a survey has found women are better at parking than men. Now, I am that person that will go flying by different, you know, like the... Uh, street parking like I can't parallel park forget about it I am that idiot who you're sitting beside or behind in your car going will she ever get into the spot in out in out you'd swear I was parking a bus I'd need like loads of space to be able to get into it definitely that's a no-no for me the amount of times I've tipped the car off stuff as well trying to park you know tipped it off a wall or yeah just I'm a disaster when it comes to parking but apparently the research involving 2000 adults found men are more likely to have a knock and damage to their car while parking 
There you go. The poll by insurance firm Forbes Advisor found 21% of men admitted to having a collision while parking in the past year compared to just 14% of women. Where are these women that maybe could teach me how to park properly? Because I would be... I'm surprised. I'm kind of surprised. Is it that we're a little bit sort of more careful? Like you will see men sort of flying into a parking spot. Like I will take my time with it and I'll go very slowly and carefully and gingerly in to the spot. But uh, I don't know, maybe that's why men are just like, oh yeah, I got this. And they're whirling the wheel around with one hand and away in they go to the parking spot. I don't know. Do you agree with this? Are women better at parking than men. Are we better? Oh, sorry, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Men, do you think you're better? Let me know. 086-1800-658. Also, if you've had any sort of parking mishaps, let me know. I don't, can't be the only idiot who's in and out of a parking space when it comes to parallel parking particularly. Or you know when someone's behind you and you just get that pressure of they're watching you and you have to get into this spot. The sweats, the panic and sweats with regards to that. Let me know. I can't be alone in this. 86 658 No, I can't take one more step towards you. Christina Perry with Jar of Hearts. I am getting one or two messages coming in about parking fails. Have you ever had a scenario just where you just had a disaster trying to park your car? Maybe it was a parallel park situation. Maybe you parked in the wrong place. Maybe you forgot and your ticket ran out. I want to know 086-1800-658. Now, I just want to let people know, Ukrainian Independence Day is happening tomorrow. And uh, what they're asking people to do is wear a ribbon or scarf in the Ukrainian blue and yellow national colours to show solidarity with the Ukrainian citizens who've come to live in our town. So it's the main public holiday and uh, this Thursday they're going to be celebrating 31 years of independence from the Soviet Union. And all around Ireland communities of Ukrainians will be celebrating their independence even even after 18 months of war after the Russian invasion. Uh, in Drogheda there's actually going to be a really special um, art exhibition it's happening at the Drehid Art Centre at 11am. It's a children's art exhibition and admission to that is free. So there's a couple of different events happening around the place locally. If you do know of any, by the way, let us know here. You can get in touch. Info at lmfm.ie or 086-1800-658. But even just wearing the blue and yellow tomorrow would mean a great deal to our Ukrainian community. Now I'm going to take a quick break and we have, I have to see what music we have. We have music from Lewis Capaldi and I'm getting to some of your parking fails. The 11 to 1 show This is a big giveaway in LMFM Yeah It's happening from next week, right? So Ireland versus South Africa Stade de France, Paris, September 23rd How would you like to go there? for all of the action. We want to send you and a friend to support Ireland on the world stage. What are we giving you? Well, return flights, three nights in Paris and gold category match tickets with hospitality. So, if you'd like to know how you can win the ultimate rugby experience, you have to tune in next Monday morning at quarter past eight right here on LMFM. So that could be you going to see Ireland versus South Africa at Stade de France in Paris on September 23rd. So stay tuned right here to LMFM next week Monday morning at quarter past eight could be you days aching nights are long two years and still you're not gone and pray to God that you never met me then forget me
Louis Capaldi with Forget Me and LMFM's 11 to 1. We are asking about parking fails this morning because a new survey has found women are better at parking than men, which I'm kind of going... Definitely not in my experience for me, okay? Just no, I'm a disaster when it comes to that. But uh, people are sort of agreeing and not agreeing on 86 Joanna says, yes, good morning, Sinead. Yes, women are definitely better at parking. I am absolutely 100% at parking, says <laughs> Joanne. Maybe she could give me a lesson or two. Uh, John says, I agree with that survey. I'm like you. I only parallel park if I've loads of room. I only drive to places where I can drive into the space. I know I, I don't mind reversing into the space if I'm not under pressure and there's room and all of that sort of stuff. My sister Mary said is absolutely brilliant at parking uh, as, as well. Okay, so there you go. And then he says, uh, I drove tractors and trailers all my life. Then I drove an articulated lorry for years and I'd park that handier than I'd park a car. Oh no, you see, that's another thing as well. You know, if you go into somebody else's car as well and it just feels huge compared to yours. I remember when I changed cars as well from a Micra to a bigger car and I was like, I'm driving a tank. How am I going to park this thing? Uh, Never forget the time I parked on the beach and the tide came back in. Oh my God, this is coming in from Terry. Great crack there, trying to get out and the water almost up around the car door oh yeah I've seen that happen so many times as well where people sort of misjudge the tide or they park down really close to to the water in the first place oh yeah absolute nightmare do you keep those coming in parking fails have you had any parking fails are you like me do you get nervous when you try to park and there's people behind you are you a wizard parking? Are you one of those people that confidently swoops in to a parallel parking situation that looks impossible on the street? Let me know. 086 1800 658. There's Jerry Fish on the Mud Bug Club. True friends on LMFM's 11 to 1. Now, September 7th, 2018 is a day that my first guest will remember forever as her beautiful son Tiernan was sadly stillborn at full term and that was just six days after his cousin Jack was also stillborn. So the family have been through such a difficult, challenging time but through all of these dark days they have been supported by Felicon which is a great charity that supports people who lose, uh, who are suffering the loss of a child. So with this in mind they decided, uh, this is be the second year of it now uh, that they would do a spin for Tiernan and raise money not just for Felicon but also for Nobber Cancer Support. We're going to be chatting to Cathy McDermott all about the spin for Tiernan after these. The 11 to 1 show for free. September 7th, 2018 is a day my next guest will remember forever as her beautiful son Tiernan was sadly stillborn at full term just six days after his cousin Jack passed away. The family had been through an awful time during this tragedy but with the help of family community and a charity called Felicon that uh, support families who've suffered a similar loss they've navigated the dark days. Over the past few years the family has organised a charity cycle in Tiernan's memory to raise money for various charities. This year the spin for Tiernan is happening on September Seconds. Joining me now to tell us more is Tiernan's mother, Cathy McDermott. She's on the line. Cathy, you're very welcome. Thanks very much, Sinead. Thanks for having me. Great to have you on the programme. Now, I can't even begin to wrap my head around a devastating loss that you suffered, but was there any indications that all was not right in the lead up to the delivery? Um, well, as you were saying there, like my, my nephew was born, uh, was still born um, on the 1st of September and um, I was uh, in in the very latter stages of my pregnancy, and uh, it was you know very traumatic. And 
I suppose I was thinking, how am I going to bring my child into this world when my brother and sister and I were going through such an awful time? Um, and everyone, of course, was like, you know, mind yourself and take care. And I was like, yeah. And I was trying to just, you know, be as gentle on myself and, and mm. while also mourning my, my nephew's loss. Um, and I just, uh, I, I think, like, everything was going fine. And, and it's, I suppose it's a bit of a blur. I was, movement was a little bit slow on the Tuesday. Mm. Um, I had been at to acupuncture on the Monday evening and... Um, you know, there was plenty of movement and then on the Tuesday, I just don't recall and I remember the Tuesday night just, um, I, I, I lay awake quite a lot and I was thinking, is it, is it just me? Am I just being over anxious? And on the Wednesday when we went into the hospital, um, it just, yeah, we got those dreaded words that there was no heartbeat um, and, you know, unimaginable um, that we could go through that within our family in, you know, within the space of a week. Um, so nothing really. A lit, I suppose uh, slow down movement was probably the biggest thing. But yeah. you know, we, there's lots of things, and I suppose I've learned from it as well. Now that if there's any changes in movements, you know, go and get checked out if you're concerned at all. Don't wait. Um, but you know, I just you, you just don't know really. Yeah. This um, is it, and, and yeah, yeah. This is it, and it can happen for a variety of different reasons. Yeah. Just it's it's something that sometimes that that science or medicine can't explain absolutely, and yeah. so horrendous. How did you get through it, Kathy? Um, oh, I, I, like the first, I think three to four months was just, um, it was it was hard. It was really hard. Uh, family and friends around me just, you know. They carried carried us through it. Um, you know, we had we had another little boy at the time, Oren. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was two and a half, so you know we still had to get up and function for him as well. But it was difficult. We got lots of help and support from our family and friends, and and then like you know even talking to other parents through the likes of Felicon and that. Um, and you know it it's 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 still um, you know. We, we've learned to live with it. Yeah. Um, and now, like, I suppose I've been feeling this last week, I've been feeling that a little bit more heavy. Yeah. Um, it's the only way I can describe it because you go through times now that you're, you know, you just, it, all that's going through my head. So at the minute, it's turning to be turning five on the 7th of September. He should be starting school on the 1st of September. And, and those, you know, subconsciously, you're just, it's going on in your head and you're a little bit heavy. Um but you've got friends, you've got family, and they are just, the, you know, the ones that remember these things and, and you know, know that it's coming up and, and they can just, you know, how are you doing, how's things? And it's uh, it's having that support around us. Um, yeah, so important. It's great. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, like we were talking about this, you know, uh, earlier on ourselves, like, how, like, do you find that people sort of clam up when they hear that you've had uh, this experience? Like, is, is stillborn something that's not really discussed as, as much as it should be? Yeah, yeah. Like, there's, there's plenty of people that, you know, are, are very, um, that, that ask the nice questions, you know, mm. when you say you had a son that's stillborn, oh, well, what was his name? And, and they ask, like, I still gave birth to Tiernan, so, you know, people always ask, oh, how was your birth or whatever, and, and people just don't talk about that because it's like, oh, God. So some people do just shut down yeah. and um, don't kind of just go, oh, right, I'm really sorry to hear about that. And, you, you know, you, they, you kind of, I, I kind of feel awkward for them because 
because they feel awkward. But it is there is a bit of a stigma around it, and it is just um, you know it's still it's still a part, he's still very much part of our family. Of course, uh, we've had two uh, we've been blessed with two other a, a boy a girl and a boy since Tiernan, um, and Saoirse, who is almost four now, like every night she's like, am I Tiernan? And Ugh. she knows all about Tiernan, yeah. and even Oshin just seen pictures of him, uh, you know, turning around the house, and he'd go over and you give Tiernan a little kiss. So, you know, Tiernan is very much part of our family, and we don't have the memories, you know, of, of, of him at all, mm. apart from, you know, the, the hours that we had with him in the hospital after he was born. But yeah. um, it is, it's, it's nice to... Uh, acknowledge that you know he still existed he, he is there and he will be part of our family uh for as long as we're we're alive like and even i think his brothers and sisters as well because you know they're very much um you know talk about him all the yeah, time which and, is so you know, important talk to him yeah yeah, yeah absolutely so absolutely, important yeah and i imagine as well it's a great coping mechanism for the children because you know well particularly for your elder son you know he w- must have been so confused as to why you know baby wasn't coming home so that was a whole yeah. other conversation that you had to have so how did you guys hear about Felicon and did they su- support kind of the whole family in general Absolutely, they are so they are in based in the hospitals. Um, so the the bereavement uh, team in the hospital, uh, they they would contact Felicon um, on all, any you know if if it should anyone have a loss of a, a pregnancy mm-hmm. or a neonatal de- death either. Um, and so they they bring the guys in from Felicon, and I remember um, we were in our room. Um, Tiernan was born in Mullingar and. Uh, we were in our room and uh, this, uh, um, I can't even, sorry, I can't remember the guy's name. Yeah. He came in and he just sat with us and he just, you know, listened to us, listened to what we were thinking, what we were talking. And he was, you know, helping us just kind of, I suppose, uh, come to terms and, and mm. gather our thoughts about well, what is going on. Like, because you're just thrown into complete disarray, you know, you just don't know what's going on really it's a completion or a blur so it was great to have I think I actually think his name was Anthony and um, he came and sat with us and he took Tiernan's um, mould of Tiernan's hands on his footprints oh so, so precious to have first. yeah yeah we, we have that framed like Bella can do that for, for uh, any any uh, babies that are, are um, that die so that was the first kind of encounter that we have and then we got a memory box um, so fail to provide memory boxes to all parent, brief parents, um, and you can take a, a little locket of hair and you can put that in it and um, pictures or whatever else, and it just gives you kind of a, 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 a thing, leaflet to read through of, of how to, what to do, um, you know, because you're not thinking. Um, and then we uh, got a little teddy bear, so Oren uh, got a teddy bear, is, is Kieran and Teddy as we call them, um, and he hasn't left his he, he sleeps with him every oh, night yeah. um, you know and the same too with Saoirse now is, is starting to take her t- turn and teddy and then Oshin as well he has his turn and teddy in the cost as well um, oh so they all have one so each like, as well so important they, as they well all, so they, yeah they even after when, when, when Saoirse was born she got her teddy and then when Oshin was born as well he got his teddy so um, you know they just it's, it's just continuous they are 
Um, and actually, that's know, a key point, actually, Cathy, uh, as well, that it is continuous. I have a message coming in, and thank you so much on 086 saying I had two stillbirths. It's uh, really not easy. I had no support whatsoever. That's the thing about Failicon, whether you've had a stillbirth recently or years yeah. ago, they are there, aren't they? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Marie, who's one of the founding members of Failicon, she went through uh, stillbirth and, and she went the reason it was it was uh, formed was because they got together um, a group of parents that had lost their, their babies and they formed Felicon and so that um, I think was uh, I'm not sure exactly when it, I think it was the, the 90s um, so but but like they're there to support people who are recently bereaved long time ago bereaved you know whether it's 5 years 10 years 50 years they're there, you know, that you can go and, and talk to them and meet pa- parents that have gone through the same thing. And it is, I, 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 I'm I, so lucky that I am able to stand here today and talk about the people who supported me, my friends, my family, and that we're able to talk about him and remember him and do things for him. Because yeah. in the past, I know how hard it was that there was just, it was just an event and that was it. Yeah. Um, and it, it's, that must have been tremendously hard on, on people like yeah oh totally and and and, and like you say it's not discussed it's not uh, spoken about much so that adds to it as well that isolation yeah. now you've, yeah. des- you've decided to do something really special to honour Tiernan tell me where this idea really? to hold the, the, the spin for Tiernan uh, in his honour came from yeah so last year uh, about 18 months ago um, my really good friend Eleanor Gallagher and um, we've been friends for too many years, no, not too many years, never too many, but a uh, <laughs> long, long time. Um, and she came to me and she's like, um, you know, and again, she, she didn't want to upset me, but she wanted to, to mark it. And she's like, how, how would you feel about doing something to remember Tiernan, uh, you know, like, and I said, yeah, yeah, great. And I, I don't know what I was thinking, you know, um, really. And she says, how about we cycle from Mullingar back to Nobra? And I was like, Huh? <laughs> I hadn't been on a bike in a long time and uh, she was like yeah yeah no problem no problem to you and I was like right so we started the training last year and we done we cycled from Mullingar back to Nobber, um and we went via Lobenstein which was very quite out of the way but Tiernan is buried in Lobenstein that's where we live yes. now and uh we were 84 kilometres in total and uh, there was a group I think of about 50 cyclists Um yeah, all all cycled uh, from Mullingar last uh, September, September the third, twenty twenty two, and that was the first year of it. And um, so we we've kind of got together as a group in Nobber, and there was um, people from near and far joined us for training sessions, and we go out on a Sunday morning, and we'd just clock up the miles, and um, it was it was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. It was a great way of people never heard about Salicon before. They didn't know me. They came yeah. the first day. And I told my story, I was like, you know, it's to remember my son Tiernan and I said, and I want to do something, I want to do a give back, you know, and, and remember Tiernan at the same time. And, um, you know, those people are, are good friends now and they've been with me for the last, with us for the last 18 months and that. That is um, tremendous to, to have something like that, come out of it, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, the, the GoFundMe, you've set up a GoFundMe, it's absolutely flying it at this stage, people are so generous, which is brilliant. Yeah. You're going to split yeah. the funds between Felicon, but also Nobber Cancer Support as well. Yes, yeah, I, Nobber Cancer Support Group, um, you know, they're just, again, they're, they're another charity that are so good to people that have 
um, go through tough times and, um, you know, people around Nobber and, and are in the surrounding areas, um, they do so much good work for, for the people that are struggling and, and um, suffering with cancer. Like So, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's nice to, to be able to help and support those people in times of their need as well because, you know, look at no more than everyone supported yeah. us in our time of need. Um, you know, it's nice to be able to to help everyone out. Absolutely, it really is. Uh, by the way, I'm getting a nice message. Fair play to Cathy for sharing her story. Credit to her for all her hard work and raising awareness. Great knobber woman herself and Eleanor. Good to have Eleanor all right on, at your side pushing you for, yeah. for the likes of this. Absolutely. Um, uh, can you, can people sign up, by the way, to, to take part at this stage? And if they can, how can they sign up? Yeah, so, well, this year we've actually branched out. So we've got two two cycles. Um, we're, it's, they leave Narborough and, uh, sorry, depart Narborough and come back to Narborough. Mm-hmm. So it's 40 kilometre and an 80 kilometre route as well. Um, and then we have also, uh, we've got a 5 kilometre walk and a 10 kilometre walk. So we're actually using the, the Greenway in Narborough for the walk. Oh, lovely, yeah. Um, yeah, and, and the under-16s, uh, if they're accompanied by an adult, they can go free. So uh, registration link is on our Facebook and mm-hmm. Instagram page and you can sign up there for either the walk uh, either walks or either cycles um, as well so um, yeah there's plenty for everyone and uh, we'd love to see as many faces as possible to support these two great charities oh, I've, I've no doubt you will Cathy I want to thank you so much for joining me today and sharing this story it's not easy to talk about something like this and uh, you know very difficult on radio to do this as well and I know that you're helping so many other people by, by speaking out like, like this so thank you so much I wish you and the family well and I have absolutely no doubt that there's going to be a great turnout for Tiernan but thank you so much for joining me today Sinead thanks a million for having me thank you so much Cathy McDermott there absolutely amazing Spin for Tiernan 2nd of September you can find out all the details on the Spin for Tiernan Facebook and Instagram page The 11 to 1 show Now we're going back to the year 2005 LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 On this day in 2005, Hurricane Katrina forms over the Bahamas, later becoming a Category 5 hurricane. And today is Valentino Day. So this commemorates the death of Rudolph Valentino. He was a 1920s film star of the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse and many others. Uh, he was a sex symbol, an early pop icon who was known as the Latin lover or just as Valentino but in the early hours of August 23rd he was briefly um, conscious and conversed with his doctors about his future however he fell back into a coma stage and died a few hours later at the age of just 31 so the death of Rudolph Valentino made his fans fall into immense grief Grief. thus they memorialised this day as a, a form of paying tribute to Valentino so there you go Valentino Day LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drada, Dundalk and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. Now, I just want to let people know, as part of the anti-dumping initiative, Louth County Council are holding a mattress and couch disposal amnesty next week in Dundalk, RD and Drogheda. So in Dundalk, it's going to happen at the VW Civic Amenity Centre there on the Newry Road from 9.30am to 530 on Wednesday, 30th of August. Also in Drogheda at the VW Centre, Mel Road from 9.30am until 5.30pm on Wednesday as well. And then in RD, it's happening on the Thursday, the 31st, from 9.30am to 230 
at Kiernan and McGee RD Livestock Sales Yard. So the mattress and couch disposal costs will be covered by the council, but the normal recycling centre entry charge of €4 Euro applies in Dundalk. The mattresses must be clean and dry. And there is a maximum limit of three items per vehicle. OK, so that is happening next week. Now, back to today, still to come, we'll be talking about the fantastic, amazing musician and folklore song collector, Sean Corcoran. There's a special weekend happening in his honour in September. We're going to be chatting to his daughter after 12. The 11 to 1 show. With Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kings Court. Choose from our... It was a story, a showbiz story that gripped the whole lot of us. Uh, it was Wagata Christie and it seems that a documentary featuring Wagatha herself, Colleen Rooney, is on the cards. More details on that after Justin Bieber. For all the times that you rain on my parade yeah. And if you think that I'm still holding on to something You should go and love yourself there's Justin Bieber, Love Yourself, and LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with, yeah, yeah, it was this this showbizy story that had us all gripped in looking at it and the trial and everything else. But uh, Colleen Rooney is now back and the first images of um, this Wagatha Christie documentary series, right, is uh, she's sitting in court with a notebook open in front of her. Oh, looks very serious. It's a new documentary series and uh, it's going to be on Disney Plus and it's offering exclusive access to Rooney, her family, friends and key players involved in the case. So it's Colleen Rooney, the real wag of the story. And it's going to detail how Rooney turned amateur online sleuth to find an explanation for why private stories about her and the family continued to appear in the media. It will look at circumstances around her viral social media post in which she said she'd carried out a month-long sting operation... (laughs) and accused Rebecca Vardy, the wife of footballer Jamie Vardy, of leaking false stories about her private life to the press. So in a trial that had the nation gripped last summer of course Rebecca Vardy we know lost a libel battle against Colleen Rooney over the post after a high court judge found it was substantially true but the sleuthing efforts whoever came up with that Wagatha Christie like what a genius some people are so quick with this stuff uh, in reference to the popular mystery writer so uh, the three part series is going to explore how Rooney's life and marriage to footballer Wayne Rooney had played out in the public for the last 20 years interesting people will be interested in that so it's going to be a Disney plus documentary no date just yet but there you go if you're gripped by that showbiz story it is going to be dropping on Disney plus at some stage we will let you know all about that now getting to more celeb news The Buzz on LMFM keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app Hi I'm Max Fire Festival 2 has already sold out of its pre-sale tickets. The follow-up to the infamous festival is scheduled to happen at the end of 2024. Founder Billy McFarland is extremely proud. We announced our first pre-sale on Sunday. They sold out very, very quickly. And I think this kind of all comes back to since 2016, Fire has had 32 billion impressions across social media, which makes us like the most talked about festival in the world. And we saw that in the past literally 36 hours convert to sales. Um, No lineup announced, 
We did not share the location and we sold out the first drop almost instantly. So it is just so incredible to finally have the support to make the fire dream a reality and to really share it with the world. Tennis star Serena Williams has welcomed her second child. She welcomed a baby girl, Adira, with her husband, Alexis Ohanian. She announced the pregnancy at the Met Gala earlier this year. Olivia Rodrigo has reacted to one of the most iconic EastEnders twists. She's currently promoting her upcoming album, Guts. Here she is watching EastEnders. I feel like I... I feel like I have seen this. You can't tell me what to do. You ain't my mother. <laughs> yes, I am. <gasps> Whoa, that is the most dramatic scene I've ever. Wow, my jaw dropped to the floor. Was that the end of the episode? No way. All right, wow. We gotta watch these senders now. That's the buzz. I'm Max. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Oh, I was hoping for the iconic dun 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 dun, dun at the end of that. You love that. Extenders anyway, there popping up in the buzz. More buzz with Eddie Caffrey a little bit later on. Now back to the music. Here's Wet Wet Wet. <laughs> Wet, 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 good night, girl, on LMFM's 11 to 1. He was a born singer, folk music field worker, documentary maker and song collector. And for the first time since he passed away in 2020, the people of Louth will come together to celebrate the great Sean Corcoran in a great event that's going to be happening uh, from the 8th to the 10th of September. I'm going to be chatting to Rosa Corcoran, his daughter, all about Sean just after these. The 11 to 1 show. He was a born singer, folk music field worker, documentary maker and song collector and for the first time since he passed away the people of Loud will come together to celebrate the great Sean Corcoran in the inaugural Sean Corcoran Music Series Festival. It's running from the 8th till the 10th of September in Drogheda and uh, you know traditional music and song were such a huge part of Sean Corcoran's life. His songs will be forever associated with his name and that of Loud and he brought the songs and music of the, count- of the county to a wide audience in this country and beyond. So this series is presented by his daughter Rosa together with Louth County Council and Creative Ireland and they're going to bring together uh, all of these elements that inform Sean's life and work for the first time. I'm delighted to be joined by Rosa Corcoran. She's on the line with me now. How are you getting on, Rosa? Hi, Sinead. Lovely to be with you. Great to be with you. Like, I was privileged enough to not only meet your father down through the years here on the station, like he'd pop in for various interviews, but he kindly gave his expertise to projects I was working on about songs associated with Drada. And it was always an educational and thoroughly interesting experience when you were in his presence. Was that the yeah, way it was? Knowledge, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was that the way it was for you guys at home as well? No, not really. I think my brother actually complained one time that you could ask a simple question and you'd get an encyclopedia. So there was an element to that. <laughs> Certainly my granny Moira had that as well. But when they were off the clock, they were much warmer. And as I was saying to you kind of earlier on today, just a lot of fun, you know. So that's my main memory of my father was not somebody in that mode of kind of knowledge giving or knowledge imparting, but just as somebody that was just your dad. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, it was certainly an aspect of he took it very seriously. Oh, and I think he was very generous with his time and with his information and really wanted to share it. So he had a passion and enthusiasm for it. And if somebody was interested, um, you know, certainly he'd run with that. Oh, he really was yeah, so could, generous. Yeah. yeah, with his time and knowledge. Absolutely. Well, when you do think of him, what is the sort of the first image that springs to mind when you think of your dad? 
Well, I wrote a piece recently for uh, RT Culture Online, and when I thought about him, all of my memories of him are encoded in music, really. So music, song, but also kind of social gatherings, kind of festivals, being out of things. So it seemed like a natural progression that if we were going to do something in his memory, that it would actually be bringing people together in and around kind of music and song. But uh, yeah, my memories of him are also of kind of going out on various different kind of skites and it didn't take much now to say to him, you know, we go and kind of have a look at this or go and get a coffee or go up to Dublin or so. Even, you know, my kind of late teens, he was always up for that kind of thing, you know, which is great. Um, it's good to have a parent that has that kind of, I suppose, adventurous spirit. Yes. And a lot of my friends became friends of his. So when I moved to Galway, a lot of my friends were musicians and, and still are. Um, and became friends of his and went on tour with him and stuff. So it's a nice kind of, um, you know, cross-pollination. Oh, yeah. No delineation, really, between generations. But my granny was very like that as well. You know, she had a lot of joie de vivre, definitely. Oh, it, absolutely. That's it, exactly. Because he was up for a bit of crack and a bit of caper. There was an instant that you did recount in that article about a van. Tell me about this. That was quite terrifying. So he came down to Galway to visit us when we lived in the city and he, um, I wasn't sure how he arrived. He arrived into Noxon's and we were saying, oh, there you are, that's great. And there was a kitchen session much later on in the house and he disappeared from it in the early hours in the morning. And we were wondering, we were in the guards, is he lost, is he dead, did he stray off somewhere? He arrived the next morning in a camper van. Surprise! <laughs> and he found Johnny Moynihan, the singer Johnny Moynihan, somewhere along the route who was sitting in the passenger seat wearing two pairs of spectacles and was already busy counting people to see if he had enough for a softball team. But this was the big surprise, that he'd bought a camper van, had driven down from Drogheda in the camper van, but just didn't tell us because it was going to be a surprise. Oh, my God. And it didn't quite land that this is kind of scary. You know, you gave us a fright, but sure, yeah. That kind of thing was... That was, that was <laughs> him. Yeah, he, that, that was, was him. That was an aspect of him, a, a, you know, a more private aspect of him. Yeah, completely something that I would not have known about at all. Absolutely, this uh, devilment and mischief na- nature that he had. But bring me back then. So how was your dad actually introduced to music? Did he grow up in a musical household? Well, his grandfather sung and his um, his grandmother played a concertine on the Corcoran side. I think it was just something that, so obviously history and folklore, archaeology were, were big parts of my granny's life as Mother Moira. But he quickly started to, I think, research and, you know, route around and draw it to see what kind of songs were around, what kind of older singers were around. So even before he began formally doing that for the Folklore Commission for Brendan Bronick, he was doing that himself on his own initiative. Mm. So he had great initiative. I think, I think people that are particularly passionate about something tend to be very self-motivating because they're deeply interested in the subject matter. So regardless of what that is, I think it serves you well when you then go into a professional environment and you're doing that for a living. Not that it's a huge amount of living or money in, um, you know, in collecting and folklore and stuff. Yeah. Uh, because it's it's hard work. You're often driving for long periods to quite remote areas um, and you do have to spend time with people. And I think that's a key part of it, that you actually have to sit and have time to listen to people and to get a sense of their lives. And, you know, you will record songs and you record tunes from them. But it's also field work is very much about respecting the person in their own environment and what they're very generously imparting to you. So he really loved it, you know. He really did. And it's a fascinating, it's a fascinating activity, I suppose, and our calling, a vocation really, that he got involved in. And so important. Can we stress the importance of this? Because if Sean wasn't doing this work, these amazing songs that are part of the canon of Irish traditional folk music would be lost forever. 
I think that's a key point, really. And if you look at, say, Lancome, Rady Pete has recorded The Wild Rover, and that version of The Wild Rover my dad got from the singing Marianne Carlin, um, and he would have written the liner notes for her album. And it's not that anybody is discovered, but they're certainly brought to a wider audience, and she was mm. an extraordinary singer from the Hillerath. But it's really about what what might have been lost if it isn't actually preserved. You know, so, um, yeah, they're interesting things to think about, but they were really the things he was passionate about. So I suppose my urging or his urging would be that people actually go back to the source and that archives and the original recordings and field recordings, even talking to older people in your family, older people in your community. It's really important because once, once things are gone, they're gone. So... Yeah, that's absolutely it. And you mentioned Marianne Carlin, who we would have featured in his, in that series that I was talking to you about. That we asked Sean to to, to help. Um, you know, we we spoke to her family about her, and it, to my shame, and uh, until Sean and I have to mention S J McCardle brought me on that trail of who she was. You know, I, I would not have known any, anything about her. And as you say, from the Hell and Wrath, absolutely brilliant. You know, to 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 know about what this amazing woman and and her songs. Now you do have great memories as well of him transcribing field recordings. Now, look, can we just say, this is lengthy. Like, the whole process, as you're describing, that, that Sean uh, would have undertaken was a huge process. Forget your Spotify day. <laughs> it's a very methodical, so I think there is something in the craft, and it's a quite a meditative thing, but the old real-to-real recordings were what he would have been given to basically go out and do field recordings. And field recordings are going out into the field, as they mm. say, and recording people in their natural environment, in their homes, and their workplaces. But the transcribing of that would have to be done. Um, you would have to like rewind, replay, rewind, replay, because you would be transcribing the notes, either of the tune or the song they were singing. But it's a lovely, warm, analog sound. And I think it was lovely as a kid to be in a house where people, my mother played piano as well, of course, and my dad played bazooki, and there was lots of songs and kind of singing and things. But there were often a lot of musicians coming through the house. Um, and it's lovely for a kid, I think, to grow up around that, to grow up around that kind of creativity Um and I think one of the things about the series as well is that we haven't separated out things like, so there's literature included, there's yeah. culture, there's food, and there's community history. Because his approach, and I think my granny's and, and mine, and, and it's much more common, I think, than we than we um, imagine, is that things are all kind of interconnected. Of and course. so having simply a music festival or simply um, a literature festival, you often kind of can miss things, I feel. And so when you have like a... A mix, it kind of it gives a richer experience for the people that kind of come along. Oh, really? Um, well, lovely to grow up in a house like that where there was a lot of um, just kind of cultural current through the house and a lot of ideas, a lot of politics as well. I won't talk about that now on radio, but <laughs> a lot of politics and very strong opinions <laughs> down through the generations. So, oh, I yeah, can imagine. I can yeah, absolutely yeah. imagine. Absolutely. But you know the the event, as you say. So we have the Sean Corcoran Music Series Festival, uh, which no, is going to be Corcoran ha- Series. So yes. Not, just, just yeah. Yeah. So Corcoran sorry, Sean. Series. Sean Cor- Corcoran Series Festival, I should yeah. say. Yes. Uh, so yeah. this is happening uh, in September, and this is such a fitting tribute to him because it's it's a great way to not only celebrate him because unfortunately uh, Sean passed away in uh, COVID when he couldn't have a huge funeral, which let's face it, he would have had, and a huge session afterwards as well. Uh, so this is a great way to 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 have that, and also to conti- to really kind of continue his legacy it's i suppose you know it's to bring him kind of home if you like because he was abroad when he passed away and um it there was no there was no way i think we went through what many families went through there was simply no way to mark somebody's passing and there was Mm. no way to do what the irish do so well still which is collectively mourn 
people and it's often a very sad event but it's also a real celebration and a release if you yes. like of grief and a celebration of the person's life so yeah the idea was was to do something to kind of honor him i was you know saying to you as well that the idea of the great fella festival finbar boyle his great singer and friend who's also sadly gone from dundalk who wrote um or oh, the night they raided only is the Mary Walloper song. And yes. He wrote that, but he was a gas character and he said he'd had it up to his eyeballs with Great Fella Festival. <laughs> and that when he died, he didn't want a Great Fella Festival in his honour. And I think it's not a Great Fella Festival because <laughs> I think my father would have really disliked that. So the first weekend really is about celebrating him very specifically. Mm-hmm. But then the 12 month series, there'll be various different things programmed. Um, but yeah, the, the first thing is really a celebration to bring people together. I suppose, in the absence of what we couldn't do in 2021, in May 2021. Yeah, absolutely. And and the the um, event itself, so the festival, first of all, uh, you have now, let's say, really now, this is the cream of the crop of talented, seriously talented people performing. And they're all kind of interconnected in some way to Sean, aren't they? So they're all interconnected either by Sean, the family, the kind of wider kind of extended creative kind of network. Actually, somebody said to me, the MC, Marie Nguyen, you said, this extraordinary lineup. Like, So even people that are playing at the festival are kind of saying, holy God, look at this. Yeah, it's it pretty really amazing. Is. Now, it has to be said that, you know, many of these people are are, are very busy and we're, we're really grateful that they're, they're kind of giving their time and, and going out of their way to kind of make it to Drogheda. But I think... I think Drada is a huge amount to offer and I think the venue that we're going into uh, on the Friday night of the top class venue in Drihid and mm-hmm. also St. Peter's Church of Ireland, the acoustics in there are extraordinary. Um, our launches in the High Lines. So, and then even places like Sarsfields and Clarks and things, you know, for, for, for sessions over the weekend, it has a huge amount to offer. So coming to Drada is not really a hard sell um, and all the artists are saying and scholars as well, which is just a oh. spot and right around the corner. So. Gorgeous, yeah. But there's an incredible lineup. Um so I can chat to you a bit about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have the launch on the Friday in the High Lanes at 6.45 and then Donal and Andy, so Donal, Lunny and Andy Irvine are going to play in the Druid. They're sold out, unfortunately, um, but Harry Bradley and Adele McQueenie are going to play a session at 8pm on the Friday in Starfields. And then the next morning, I'm really looking forward to this in conjunction with our partners at Skull Angusa, the lovely Adele Nivrin and Skull Angusa. We have traditional music and Shannon's dance workshops. Now, they're filling up quite fast, but there are still some places um, and then everybody's going to march. Oh, we also have the stringed instrument. This is a lovely one. So my father plays a bazooki, and it was yes. an Irish bazooki, a flatback bazooki. And the original fascinating instrument. Fascinating, yeah. yeah. But uh, our friend Johnny Moynihan would have Britain brought the original kind of roundback bazooki from Greek and I, Greece, and I think then Donald Lunny uh, commissioned Peter Abnett to make a flatback. So that original flatback bazooki, which is a legacy instrument, gorgeous instrument is coming to the Drihid on Saturday afternoon for a stringed instrument and bazooki workshop. Oh, amazing. Uh, there's a workshop. Participants are it's kind of sold out, but there's a handful of tickets for observers. And the Luthier Frank Tate, who restored my dad's bazooki, which is also a legacy instrument, it actually came from Diane Guggenheim of the Guggenheim Museum in America. Wow. And the Irvine, who gave it to my dad, who tried to kill it by putting it in the hold without a flight case. But oh, anyway, my we've God. resurrected it from the dead. <laughs> So it'll be there as well, with a whole range of other kinds of gorgeous instruments. So that's on a Saturday afternoon, so there's a few tickets left for that. But when the kids and the adults and whoever's in the workshops comes down, come down um, to St. Peter's Church of Ireland to the mm-hmm. Bread and Roses Community Fair. So that's, um, yeah, in the grounds of St. Peter's, so that's from 10am to 3pm. So there's and loads happening, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, there's a gourmet barbecue. Kevin Kniff from the Chiefs is going to give an impromptu workshop on the Baron. 
<laughs> I twisted his arm to do that, so he said he will. Um, this try the pipes with Nepibri Ellen. So for anyone that's oh, interested about the Ellen pipes, uh, they can come and do that. But there's coffee and yeah, as I say, a gourmet barbecue and. Oh, it's good. There's l- such a amount here that w- that we could talk about. I do want to mention as well that uh, Vivian Byrne is going to be showcasing some beautiful artwork as well, isn't she? So Vivian's piece that she made with the assistance of John McGovern um, for Upstate for a project with Upstate Theatre uh, project is going to be staging that beautiful light boat at high tide in the grounds of St Peter's. Um, so Gothamini is our flagship concert, and mm-hmm. that would be. I mean, the lineup there is pretty extraordinary. So we wanted to place Vivian's work where it would be seen because you, we have Marie Nguini, Martin Trini Gonal, um, Helen Behan, the actor from Leighton. Oh, we know her well here. We do, yeah. Yep. So there's an incredible lineup for Gunnanini. So that's really our kind of um, the flagship event, really, and the one that I'm most excited about. I think there's about 25, 30 different people on stage, but. The audience and all of the performers will pass when they're coming in and leaving Vivian's beautiful light boat at high tide. Oh, amazing. It's a fitting staging of it. Oh, it really, really is. So, like, I think the whole thing is going to be just really, really beautiful weekend. And as you mentioned there, this uh, it will be this the kickstart, really, of something that's going to go on for the year. There's going to be different events that you'll programme throughout the year as well. Yeah, so there'd be something around Christmas, there'd be something possibly um, in the autumn at some point in mm-hmm. Christmas, spring, and then kind of next summer, and then we'll have, uh, yeah, some other big kind of hooli next September, but let's get through this one first. Yeah. <laughs> first things first, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So look, at the tickets, as you say, there's a lot of stuff that are either selling out or sold out, so people can check out seancorcoranseries.com to book tickets. seancorcoranseries.com, yeah, yeah. And they can follow us on Instagram, seancorcoranseries, um, or Facebook. Facebook forward slash Sean Corcoran series um, dot com. But I will say as well that Brendan Matthews, the wonderful Brendan, oh, we Matthews, love Brendan. great friend yeah. and uh, a comrade of my father's, is going to give the old school Drogheda double decker bus tour. So, in tribute to my granny and granda, Moira and Terry Corcoran, we're literally going to put everybody on a bus. Brilliant. And we're in the town and out the coast, and the sculptor Rachel Joint is going to join us to show her piece Clutch at Baltray, and there'll be music and the singer Jerry Cullen as well, who's a childhood friend of my father's and wrote the most gorgeous poem for my dad. Oh, fantastic. They know each other since they were seven. So there'll be all of that um, and that's that's the closing event. Um, On the Sunday. SeanCorcoranSeries.com is where you go and a lot of things are are pretty much nearly sold out but uh, yeah so book early to avoid disappointment because absolutely. they're all, it's all small when they're gone they're small gone as they say absolutely yes, well, it? Rosa it's been just lovely taking this trip down memory lane to talk about your father and, and to continue his legacy it's going to be an absolutely wonderful weekend thank you so much for joining me today Thanks for having me. Thanks a million, Rosa Corcoran there. This inaugural Sean Corcoran series, it's running from the 8th to the 10th of September. As I say, full details and booking tickets, seancorcoranseries.com. The 11 to 1 show. There's Robbie Williams with Angels, keeping with the Angel theme in this song playlist. There must be an angel by Arrhythmics on the way. Plus... Big news for the LMFM radio bingo jackpot. Oh, LMFM. The 11 to 1 show. LMFM. I have radio bingo news. If you're an LMFM radio bingo player, you'll be delighted to hear that the lucky numbers game continues. One lucky player will win a guaranteed 1,000 euro. That is during the month of August. And next Tuesday's jackpot 
is a whopper €7,200 so make sure you get your book today I want to say best of luck to the lucky number winners uh, congratulations to Jacintha Kilty from Navin also James Flynn from Carlingford and Frank O'Malley from Drum Conrad so buy your book today from outlets throughout the North East including there's some new stockists by the way out there uh, so today's local in Knockbridge and Pat Shop in Kings Court as well and remember when you play LMFM Radio Bingo you are now supporting the Gary Kelly Cancer Support Centre so another thousand euro up for grabs and a whopper 7,200 euro that's the jackpot next Tuesday Eurythmics, there must be an angel. That is the end of the show for today. Thank you so much for your company and to the guests as well. Stay tuned for Jerry Kelly. He's on the way at 1.30. I'll chat to you tomorrow. Listen back to the 11 to 1 show podcast on lmfm.ie or the LMFM app. With Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kingscourt. Choose from our huge selection of used Mercedes-Benz vehicles. Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kingscourt. The best in motoring here for you. Hey.